Hey, what's up everybody? This is Austin Haynes with the Waking Justice Project, and this is your daily wake-up call. Here's what the corporatocracy is up to today, October 16th, 2019. You can visit our website at wakingjustice.org for more details. Here are the headlines. It's Whistleblower Wednesday today, where each Wednesday, we focus on whistleblowers, the brave activists who work to expose the corporate takeover of our democracy. Some of the most important patriots in U.S. history were whistleblowers. In fact, the U.S. was practically founded by whistleblowers. For a brief history, you can check out our first edition of Whistleblower Wednesday in our October 2nd podcast. Today, we'll focus on Julian Assange, the founder of the whistleblower website, WikiLeaks. Assange and WikiLeaks are probably the most recognizable names associated with whistleblower activism today. Everyone in the work of global justice should know Assange's story and the results of his work to expose the corruption of the US-led corporate plutocracy. We'll explore some of the most famous leaks that Assange has published, but first, here's a brief bio. Assange is from Australia and studied mathematics at the University of Melbourne. He dropped out before graduating in protest against students working on projects for the military. He pursued a career as a computer programmer and by 2006 began working on the WikiLeaks website. In 2007, WikiLeaks officially launched with the mission to publish original source material alongside our news stories so readers and historians alike can see the evidence of the truth. The website provides secure links so whistleblowers across the world can upload information anonymously. Later in 2007, Assange published his first major leak, the U.S. Army manual that revealed the standard operating procedures for the Guantanamo Bay military prison in Cuba, known as Gitmo. Gitmo is where the U.S. military holds and tortures international detainees, often without charge and for years on end. It's considered a violation of due process and operates outside the bounds of the U.S. Constitution. The WikiLeaks release revealed that there were over 150 Afghan and Pakistani civilians, including farmers, chefs, and drivers, who had been held for years without charges. The ages of detainees show that the oldest captive was an 89-year-old man, and there were young boys held there as well, including a 14-year-old who was reportedly suffering from fragile mental and physical conditions. Perhaps most damning, were the files that contained detailed explanations of the evidence used to justify the prisoner's detention. Evidence that was gathered by means of extreme and illegal torture by the CIA. For example, the testimony used as evidence against one detainee was obtained from another detainee who was waterboarded 83 times over a four and a half year period by the CIA. Waterboarding is basically controlled drowning an extreme form of torture, illegal under U.S. and international law. In 2008, WikiLeaks released the U.S. Special Operations Forces Guide to Unconventional Warfare, what Assange called the U.S. Coup Manual. In the manual, the U.S. admits to, quote, a long history of conducting economic warfare using financial weapons such as the World Bank and the International Monetary Fund, 
against governments that do not bend to its will. As Mint Press News has reported, the U.S. coup manual released by WikiLeaks serves as a reminder that the so-called independence of such financial institutions as the World Bank and the IMF is an illusion and that they are among the many financial weapons regularly used by the U.S. government to bend countries to its will. You can see our recent reports on Ukraine and Ecuador to see how the IMF and CIA work together to install puppet governments in those countries to support the U.S.-led corporatocracy. In 2010, WikiLeaks released the Iraq and Afghanistan war footage, including the now-famous collateral murder video. The war footage was leaked to Assange by U.S. Army intelligence analyst Chelsea Manning. We'll cover Manning's story in more detail in a future episode of Whistleblower Wednesday. The collateral murder video showed U.S. air crews and Apache helicopters killing Iraqi civilians, including two journalists who worked for the Reuters news agency. Before the video was leaked, the U.S. military had claimed that all those killed in the incident were insurgents and that the helicopters were responding to an active firefight. But Manning's leaked video proved that the U.S. military had blatantly lied to the public about the incident on both counts. The videos and other materials leaked by Manning are considered the biggest leak in U.S. military history. Manning served seven years of a 35-year sentence for providing WikiLeaks with the classified information. Within months of publishing the collateral murder video, the government of Sweden announced allegations of rape against Assange. As indie journal Caitlin Johnstone reported, Assange denied all charges. And even though a senior prosecutor soon canceled the case, saying the evidence disclosed no crime at all, Interpol issued a red notice for Assange, typically reserved for terrorists and dangerous criminals. Assange concluded that Interpol was acting on behalf of the CIA and sought asylum at the Ecuador embassy in the UK. For the next seven years, Assange was protected at Ecuador's embassy until just a few months ago when Ecuador's corrupt new president released Assange to local police in exchange for a multi-billion dollar loan deal. Can you guess who awarded the loan? The IMF. Assange has now been in British prison since April of this year, where he has been indicted on 18 violations of the U.S. Espionage Act. Each violation carried a maximum sentence of 10 years for a maximum combined sentence of 180 years. We should note that the Espionage Act was created back in 1917 during World War I, originally to prevent military personnel from giving the enemy classified information during wartime. It has never been used to prosecute a media organization for publishing classified information that was leaked to them especially a media organization that's not even based in the U.S. With the indictment and extradition of Assange under the Espionage Act, the U.S. corporatocracy is effectively asserting that anyone, anywhere in the world, who publishes any information that it deems to be classified could be extradited to the U.S. for prosecution. We should further note that in 2016, while Julian Assange was in asylum at the Ecuador embassy, WikiLeaks published a leak of over 44,000 emails from the email server of the Democratic National Committee during Hillary Clinton's primary run against Bernie Sanders. 
The leaked emails exposed widespread corruption between the Hillary campaign and the Democratic National Committee to rig the nomination for Hillary. After the leaks, three top DNC officials resigned under a cloud of corruption, including the chair of the DNC. The leaked emails also exposed collusion between the Hillary campaign and corporate media outlets, including MSNBC and CNN. In fact, CNN provided debate questions to Hillary Clinton in advance of her televised debate with Bernie Sanders. To deflect the exposed corruption of the DNC, the Hillary campaign and corporate news outlets launched a campaign of distraction and misdirection, blaming the leaked emails on Russia. The campaign dubbed Russiagate claimed that Russia had colluded with the Trump campaign to defeat Hillary Clinton. And for the next two years, Russiagate would dominate the editorial agenda at CNN and MSNBC until being dismissed as a manufactured hoax to deceive the public. From exposing the corruption and collusion of big media with big politics, to the exposure of the CIA and IMF in collusion to force regime change in foreign countries, to the corruption of the CIA and US military in their ongoing campaign to deceive the public about collateral deaths and torture of civilians, Julian Assange and WikiLeaks have removed all doubt about the interconnectedness of the US-led corporatocracy and its takeover of our once representative democracy. It confirms beyond all doubt that we can never expect to vote such entrenched and moneyed elites out of power. We have got to wake up. We have to realize that our best and only real leverage against this corporate plutocracy is mass organized economic boycott. Gandhi understood this in his fight for India's independence. So did American workers in their mass strikes in the 1930s. Martin Luther King during the bus boycotts and restaurant sit-ins in the 1960s. Cesar Chavez during the grape and salad boycotts in the 60s and 70s. And college students boycotting South Africa to end apartheid in the 1980s. If you want to learn how all of us in the work of global justice can join together in strategic boycott and force this corporatocracy to the people's bargaining table, to end all of this injustice and corruption, and to save our planet, please visit our website at wakingjustice.org. You can check out our About page and listen to our first podcast. And if you want to get involved, please fill out the Join Us form at the top right of the page. Or you can email us at info at wakingjustice.org for more information. We'd love to hear from you. We're running out of time. Join us. Peace. You must be involved in the struggle for freedom and justice.
what is in common? If you know it, stand tall and keep dropping the knowledge. Justice is waking, justice is rising, and it ain't just us, it's all of us. If it's our love.